0: Listening to the Casting for Fun Podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Casting for Fun Podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this episode is for Wednesday, August the 9th, 2023. Uh, For this week's episode, my good buddy Nick Turner returns to the show. I'm grateful that Nick was able to accommodate me uh, last minute. Uh, Otherwise, I may not have had a guest this week. (laughs) So thank you, Nick. And it's always a blast to catch up with him. Uh, As is customary, when Nick's on the show, we kind of just do a random conversation. So it's a bunch of different topics that we discuss. And it's always fun and great to catch up with friends. Uh, I wanted to make an announcement here that next week we're finally going to get to the uh, uh, Temple City Friends reunion episode that I've been meaning to do for, for several weeks now, uh, actually for a few months now. So Nick will be returning next week as well, along with his brother Tad making his debut for the show. Uh, Derek Dupre will be returning as well, and our youth leader from our church, Jeff Haskins, and possibly even a few other guests, we'll see. Uh, but regardless, so I'm very excited that all of my these, these awesome great guys are going to be joining me next week to uh, shoot the breeze and just talk about really fun things. But in the meantime, yeah, so Nick's going to be on today for this episode. And for anyone else who was interested in uh, knowing this, I'm sure probably many of you are aware, the Spider-Man Across the Universe movie is now available for digital purchase. So if you haven't already seen it. I'd recommend buying it and watching it as soon as you can. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going to be available for regular streaming and which uh, streaming service will get it. But regardless, though, I think it's actually worth a purchase to get it. Uh, Anyway, so uh, please enjoy my conversation with Nick. We We talk about a lot of random great stuff that interests us. And stay tuned for next week's episode when I get to talk to several of my friends from Temple City. So, returning to the show, good friend, uh, freaking collaborator, always on, at the, the pins
1: whenever I need him. Nick Turner, Nick, how are you doing tonight? Doing excellent, my man. How about yourself?
0: Uh, doing good too. It, it was a nice uh, week uh, week getaway with the family before, uh, and then the weekend was birthday celebration. So it was kind of it was a it was a nice uh, week and a
1: half of uh, just relaxing. Not back to work, but you know. <laughs> you know, I gotta ask, which birthdays? uh mine <laughs> oh that's right it was your birthday i did wish yeah. you happy birthday oh thank you, you did you did yes yes so, so it was a week i thought you said it was a week of birthdays so i assume there was more than one.
0: Oh no no no! a week of a summer vacation before and then we oh, got gotcha. to town and then like the day we came back to town was my birthday so that's when allison wanted to do
1: some uh celebrations for me nice nice, so it, was, it, was you, nice. it was nice what'd you eat what'd you have for your birthday dinner
0: Oh, so actually, well, this kind of goes into our conversation. So for those who are interested in checking out this episode, it's going to be just another random conversation between Nick and I, where we're just going to bring up random topics of discussion, which we think people will find entertaining. In fact, some ways, I think the conversation kind of flows more naturally this way. So it's kind of cool. But uh, so, yeah, to answer your question, we went to Hollywood to hit out some spots that I wanted to check out. I don't know if you've heard of the the Scum and Villainy Cantina.
1: I can't. Is that a Star Wars thing?
0: Yeah, it's a Star Wars themed bar. On, on yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. okay. So so we went there. I mean, obviously we're not drinkers, but so we had some virgin drinks. But uh, their 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 menu is actually pretty decent, and then they have like the, the QRL sc- scanner thing. Scan so uh-huh. on your phone, order it on your phone, and the, the the servers bring you food. So we just ordered some oh. chicken wings, uh, some street <laughs> nice. tacos. It was uh, a, a little pricey, but the the atmosphere is pretty cool. Like the inside really kind of does look like the the cantina from Mos Eisley. Do you think they pay licensing fees? I probably, yeah. I'm going to probably do a little more research about that. But uh, it's kind of gathered a little bit of a following. In fact, I think uh, a fellow podcaster, Kevin Smith, does his show out there at this Scum and cantina sometimes.
1: Hmm. I wonder who owns it then. Yeah, that's a good how question. How he knows them yeah Hollywood I connection they don't do anything for free uh.
0: Uh, of course not <laughs> <laughs> but uh, along with that yeah because uh, right in that area of Hollywood and buying you know the Pantages Theaters right? Yep. Here, so that's kind of what's famous but uh, I wanted to go check out Amoeba Records to buy some vinyl records and right. then also to go to the Funko store they opened up a Funko store in Hollywood so it's kind of cool just to check out all, all those things, and they're all walking distance from each other. So normally, Hollywood wouldn't be my first pick to like how to spend my birthday, but the mm-hmm. fact that all three were like really close, so we just pay for parking once was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it all, you know, in the younger years, we might have been more daring and go to a concert or something or the beach or eh, now yeah. Now let's just look at some music, get some good food. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're happy.
0: But, uh, yeah, 43 is looking good. So, And then uh, being time spend time with the family, you know, right. summer vacation before that. So that was pretty fun, too. How'd the kids like it? They liked it. Yeah. So we actually went beach camping at uh, Refugio Beach. I don't know if you've heard of that, that particular state <sighs> beach. Uh, just have... a little bit north of
1: Santa Barbara. Okay. I'm, I've driven by it probably many times, but. Don't recall it offhand. Yeah, so,
0: so right, right off the, the 101. So you take yeah. the 101 north, you get up to that, that area. It was really cool. We re-rented a trailer that they actually had delivered for us. So we actually had a, a full-light camper to, to camp in that we didn't have to tow ourselves. Uh, <laughs> Are you really
1: camping? Yeah, it was Allison's <laughs> let's, idea. <laughs> let's, call, let's call it, hey, look, if you're going to do it, I agree. That's the right way to do yeah. it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have to drive it there. I just showed up. There was a camper I could sleep in. Yeah. That's my yeah. kind of camping.
0: Yeah, in fact, actually, you know, if we'd done camping like that back in the 90s, maybe we would have been more involved in scouts, <laughs> we, right?
1: <laughs> we might have, I might have liked it. Yeah, that's true. I only, I, man, I only went on like two overnight trips or something with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was not me.
0: Yeah, and it, it's so funny talking to people about scouting now, like, you know, uh, you know Jeff's... uh uh, two son-in-laws, are Eagle Scouts, and yeah. uh, little Jeffy. Or I guess we shouldn't call him little anymore. He's an Eagle Scout. No, so he's still a little. Jeffy. Did a one eighty on the scouting program, which was kind of funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I wonder if Jeff questions his gender now. We'll have to ask him. <laughs> oh, it's funny, but uh,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk to him about that when we we get everyone together. That's going to be really cool.
1: By the so. way, are we sure he's even going to make it next week? Because part of me wonders if he'll call and cancel because. He's got to go to Disneyland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny, yeah. Uh, a little preview. A little yeah, preview, a little sorry. Preview. Yeah, those, ne- ne- next week's going to be pretty funny. But uh yeah, so Refugio Beach was pretty fun. Fun. We were there for a full week. It was actually other uh, families from that we know from our ward here in Upland. So it's kind of we all kind of camped in the same area in general. Uh, We had to rent out the site that we that we would be in, and yeah, it was right by the beach, so we got to spend time at the beach. Uh, We went to go visit Solvang. I guess that's like a a quaint little city. I mean, my Mm -hmm. family goes there all the time, or they used to when they lived in the area. So yeah, it 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 was a cool, nice, relaxing trip.
1: I'm not gonna say you know your own little private campground, California camping on the beach. That's not a bad. It's not a bad birthday. Yeah, not a bad weekend. Not a bad birthday week. That's uh, you know. I wouldn't mind doing that. We went down to the beach this summer, but uh, not really real waves. Texas beach. Oh, okay. They don't have real waves. Can't really surf here. Mm -hmm.
0: Is that uh like uh Corpus Christi or where is that?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's you know I've been down there twice. There's like Padre Island, North Padre Island, South Padre. I'm probably screwing it up, but yeah, it's pretty wide coastline. Oh, Oh, okay, very Uh, cool. But yeah, calmer waters there. The first day we were there, there was actually a storm, so there were surfers. Uh, the waves were not great, but big enough to surf. Mm-hmm. And half the people there were like, Oh, we've never seen surfers here. I'm like, Well, there was a storm, <laughs> mm-hmm. so we just happened to be there for one day when they actually had waves. Oh, <laughs> oh, cool, very nice, very nice. So, so yeah, that's
0: kind of what's been going on with me, but but like as we mentioned before with these kind of like random episode conversations, we kind of just uh bring up random topics that we wanted to bring up uh so was there any particular that you would like to discuss i have a few a few items on my agenda but if anything else that you wanted to go ahead and bring up now while we have the time
1: you know i feel like we can't get together we always talk about you know what we talk about on the podcast practically because that's the stuff yeah. we like yeah anyway i went to put notes together be like oh what would i want to talk about and i'm like one Disney sucks. Two <laughs> Star Wars sucks. Three Hollywood sucks. And I'm like, ah, why? I'm st- I'm not typing anymore. <laughs> it's just a list of what sucks. That's not that fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I don't know where you want to go. I've been following a YouTube channel called WDW Pro. They talk a lot on Disney. And uh, so yes, I do have a question, a Disney question, Albert. Yeah. Uh, do you think Disney's doing good as a business? currently
0: uh you know it's really hard to say so i know there's lots of insiders who have the information who can kind of like uh uh report on like you know their their financial gains like you know their return on investments things like of that nature Uh, i know the publicly traded companies usually want to keep that information private or as much as they can right so i don't know the but i mean the perception i think would probably be i mean you, you look at the movies that have kind of been floundering like uh, elemental for for Pixar. I mean, I didn't see it myself, and uh, but my understanding was that was performed under budget, uh, yeah. as did uh, The Little Mermaid, the live action Little Mermaid. Then, of course, uh, obviously, it's well documented that Indiana Jones performed under budget, so yep. it just seems like uh, uh, Walt Disney Pictures as a whole has been kind of struggling a lot in in 2023, and then it might even have been to go back to the previous year as well, like some of the other movies, I think. Uh, Lightyear, that was the other Pixar movie from last year that I think also kind of underperformed too. So it seems that the film division's been kind of suffering. Uh, As far as the parks go, I I can't tell for certain, but collectively as a whole, I I, I guess they're doing well enough, but probably under what they would expect to do, right?
1: No, I think they're doing really bad. From what I hear, the the parks are way down, particularly in Florida. Mm -hmm. I don't think as much in California, but Florida for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, yeah, their park attendance is even down That's why I just said Disney Because mm-hmm. I, I am thinking of everything Yeah, yeah Like the studios aren't doing well Disney Plus isn't doing well The parks aren't doing great I mean, anyway, that's why I'm like, do you think they're doing good? I think in three days they have their uh, next reporting earning mm-hmm. And they haven't had good ones So we'll find out in a couple days if things are still going down But, uh, like, why is Disney as a whole, like, doing so poorly? It's kind of, I just want to pick your brain on what you think, like, or, you know, and if you were like, I don't think they're that bad, fine, but why are they even that bad? Like, why is the Disney company, just seems like ESPN's laying people off, we have a bad economy, but that can't account for all of it, Mm -hmm. Um, because some of this. In my opinion, goes back years, but yeah, why is the Disney company as a whole just seem to be taking a dive? And none of the divisions, in my opinion, are really doing that great.
0: No, no, that's that's a good good true point. I mean, again, yeah, we just talked about the the film divisions. I mean, there's there's multiple ones in Disney now. So, like, you know, Lucasfilm, Marvel Studios, Pixar, the 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 own Disney animation studio, which is separate from Pixar. Uh, uh, Yeah, for a while, I would have said, yeah, Marvel Studios is doing really well, but they've kind of been floundering, too. Uh in fact, like actually uh, what I kind of read or saw was that the the secret invasion show with uh with Samuel L. Jackson playing Nick Fury, I was really high on that show. And oh, now that it's it's finished and watched, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to jump into that, but yeah, I was kind of disappointed by what we got as a show, and I even saw that the streaming numbers for that one, along with the Miss Marvel show from last year, were were down considerably mm-hmm. from some of the other ones. <laughs> yep. So it almost kind of seems that the fan interest is kind of waning a little bit. Uh, in that regard as well, but to answer your question more specifically, um, it probably kind of has to do with maybe just people being like, I guess, uh, tired of, of uh, Hollywood agenda. Uh, but again, it, it's interesting, too, from the point of view from someone uh, who maybe kind of likes what they're presenting. I mean, are are they putting their money into Disney? And sometimes it kind of seems like maybe they're not either. If, if that makes any sense.
1: No, it does. I agree. I'll actually my my opinion on it is that Disney's target audience used to be like families mm-hmm. and children. And I think, so I'm trying to look at it from like a business perspective, not woke and all that, but just like numbers and why, yeah. what what could account for it across the board instead of just a division here, even half, like it's it's everywhere. And there's a lot of woke talk, but I to me, it seems like, they're not like the family's no longer their customer. Like they don't, they're not making things for families. And so families aren't watching, aren't going, aren't that's pretty general and broad yeah. as a whole, but I think it, in, like you have to find a general broad answer to account for the whole company. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it in that is like all the new products. Once again, they're not really geared towards families, so when parents take their children there, it's for legacy stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of legacy stuff. Um, but, yeah, the new stuff is an exciting families, children, not in our house in any way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have kids, too. I don't know. I know. And you have been recently, I believe. I think I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm just curious to someone who's gone more like, you, you know, we've talked Star Wars land. Yeah. But yeah, to me, it just seems like you're not—we're not the customer anymore. And the, to your point, that the people they're going after aren't. My opinion is there's just not enough of them to make up for the families lost. Mm-hmm. So they're going after a certain target audience, and it's small. Just thinking that the old audience, the families, will just stay because they're Disney and their history, and slowly. Like, I'm much further, like, I didn't watch Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, heard, I had no faith that it would be good. I didn't hear good things. I've heard mostly negative stuff about it. Um, like, you know, Nick Fur- Nick Fury to me is, like, pathetic now. I don't know what you think, but I'm like, they turned him into a, a wuss, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I didn't even watch the show. That's just watching people talk about it. Um, but we're you're not the customer, that's why you didn't like it. That's my opinion, and the people that do like it, there, it's just such a small percentage in that customer base. That's my business reason for why Disney is not doing well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think about that.
0: No, no, I, I think that's a valid, uh, valid point. Uh, you know, to me, it would seem that they would take things in that into consideration because, I mean, yes, if it could be said that yes, they they want to uh, meet an agenda or like you know, particularly go after a particular audience, but more important than that would be they want to make money right so if they are realizing and understanding that they're losing money in certain aspects maybe they should make changes i don't, I don't know it just it's it's a it, it seemed like it should be like a, an easy problem to understand but maybe not the easiest to fix
1: so one thing i heard from these other podcasts and, and i didn't realize it that one thing that you know bob eiger ruined disney let me just say that first wasn't chapek All the bad plans were put in place by Iger. JPEC was trying to fix things during COVID, but all the bad shows were all approved by Iger that on this downward spiral, all the Disney stuff approved by Iger. Anyway. um, Yeah. I think they've just made a series of bad decisions and change. It's based on a different audience. And in a nutshell, that's it. Not, To go much deeper down the rabbit hole Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff you brought up to me Leads towards politics So I'm going to avoid going that way Mm -hmm. uh, Because I don't want I don't think you and I want this to turn in This isn't a political show Mm -hmm. But I think to go down And answer some of those questions That's your own rabbit hole to go down Because to me it just goes down uh, It's because of politics Mm -hmm. I don't know if you would agree with just that basic premise or not But that's my opinion
0: I I think so I, I think I would would agree with that, but uh, so what I would like to see is so just people listening who are make sure that you're aware that I do love the Disney brand. Uh, and my my kids love it too. Um, you know, we did whole episodes with last summer talking with Eddie about uh, announcements they had made at the D23 right. convention. So things that we were excited for, but have turned out to maybe kind of be subpar. Like you know, uh, Danny DeVito in a haunted mansion movie. Oh, you know, I would have been first online for that, but now right. one saying that's a bad movie. So, <laughs> um. To go figure. But I mean, that That being said, I, I definitely want to see the Disney brand be successful. I want to see good, entertaining products. And we, for the most part, have gotten a few pretty good ones. So I do enjoy that. And then, you know, we, we talk about, you know, tempering expectations. My, my hopes for Ahsoka are really high. So I definitely, again, when, as we discussed before, when Ahsoka's finished and done, I would definitely love to have you, Fernando and Chris on again to discuss that cool. show.
1: You know, I'm down. Jam- <laughs> All right, what are the few good ones? I think since Endgame... Disney hasn't been good for the most part, personally. Oh, okay. That's kind of no, no, my no. line. Okay. And on Star Wars, since Disney bought Star Wars, it hasn't been good mm-hmm. um, in general. Those are kind of my lines where I think it started to go down. So what's the recent stuff that you've liked?
0: The recent stuff. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for sure would definitely be uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. But you have to remember that was actually a joint production with Sony. Yeah. So I mean, so you can't say Disney, hey, you can't take all the credit for that. <laughs>
1: I agree. Um, I was bringing that up, so I'm like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. I didn't think it was a, ama- you know, I know, I think it was amazing only in the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. How could you not like past Spider Mans that you grew up with? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I thought was really good. Um, what what else? Uh, Black Widow, I thought was decent. But but again, uh, some people maybe had their opinions on that. But I thought Black Widow was pretty entertaining. Uh, Shang-Chi, for the most part, was really good in the, the first act. I thought the setup was really cool. But then I think it kind of went off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the shows go, uh, I, I actually think Hawkeye was really good. Hawkeye was really enjoyable, as was Loki. In fact, actually for shows that I am looking forward to, I think Loki season two should be pretty cool. So, so there's a handful of ones that that I think have been pretty good. Wanda vision. I think that one's a little, little iffy for some people, but I enjoyed it for the most part. So
1: I I liked it, but then again, there were parts I'm like,
0: eh,
1: like, I feel like they had good parts to it for sure. But
0: yeah, there's been good, good pieces here and there, but I think, uh, uh, Marvel Studios could be suffering from some of, the, some of the same problems that Lucasfilm had in that it doesn't really necessarily have a clear direction like you know, we can go on for hours as to what went wrong with the, the sequel trilogy but it kind of yeah. seems that they didn't really have a direct plan and then as you know post Game, you know we've, we've taken care of the Infinity Stones it doesn't seem like they have a direct plan it's kind of more just random stories that are occurring. Uh, I guess right. they are kind of leaning to what's going to happen with Kang, but I guess the actor who plays Kang is in a little bit of hot water. So he may not even be returning,
1: <laughs> you know, the flash, they let the flash plays part. What's yeah. his name? So oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, knows? who knows? I'm like, hey, what, are, what are they going to do? I feel like they're stuck in a pickle. Cause yeah. you know, in current society, if they let him go, they're going to get backlash from BLM. But, uh, yeah. They're in a, they got themselves in a pickle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could, you know what, what Hollywood used to do, just recast someone. Yeah. But it seems like you can't do that now. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. They got themselves in a pickle. Yeah. Hollywood and in, in general, when it comes to, and, and you know, on that, you know, they the strike. I don't, I'm sure you're, cause you're in Southern California. You hear more about it mm-hmm. uh, out over here in Texas. Uh, I pretty much ignore it. Uh, because a lot of the stuff they're putting out's not that great so i'm like eh also i wonder it's been rumored that uh you know disney is the one this is all speculation uh that disney kind of pushed the strike
0: oh really no so they, that
1: yeah i've heard this that um, cuz i guess the unions they were working towards an agreement like there was no no real problems they were getting somewhere and then like magically it was the studios that then flipped and pretty much forced the strike and that this is allowing them to, you know, they're bleeding money. So are you aware that Disney has to buy Hulu next year?
0: They have to outright buy it
1: or sell it, right? Yeah. Oh, they do have to. Okay. I I heard
0: they were going to try and sell their their portions of Hulu.
1: I, I think that's what they wanted to do, but I guess that in the contract with whatever company it is, They had agreed that by 2024, they would buy them out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the other client, they had an option to not sell, but it was, it's up to them. They could keep it or like in 2024, they could decide to keep their shares or they could make Disney take them because the economy is going down. They want to unload it. So they're making Disney purchase the shares. Mm -hmm. Um. So here's one reason people speculate Disney's gone down uh, was the Fox acquisition that they paid too much money for Fox uh, and things were good then, but they paid too much money and they haven't gotten a good return on that investment. Like Mm -hmm. think of the Fox stuff. They like just related to Marvel since they got Fox, we were all excited that like, Hey, we're going to get X-Men now. And, like these other properties, it's been a while and they haven't really done anything with some of the Fox acquisitions. So, but they mm-hmm. paid so much money for it. And I think they're going to pay like double for Hulu, what they uh, had to pay for Fox and they don't have, they have no cash. So Disney's in real financial troubles when you come, cause it's the compounding effect of the studios and Marvel and Disney not mm-hmm. doing well. The park's slowing down. And now you have to buy Hulu with an absurd amount of money. So now you hear layoffs. They're in their third round of layoffs at Disney. Letting people go at ESPN too. There's talks they want to sell the FX networks, like because they have to raise the money to buy Hulu. So uh yeah, I'm I don't know how much of that you're aware of, but Disney's really in a financial, like in one of the worst positions they've ever been in.
0: I had heard some things along those lines because I had also heard there was potential interest of, uh, I don't know if it was interest, but that uh, Apple was going to come in to potentially buy Disney. Yep. It's so crazy to me to think that,
1: I mean, that Apple is actually a bigger company than Disney, but they are. <laughs> right. That is, I, I think about that too. Even we don't have Apple Plus, but yeah, just the fact that Apple, we hear about you and other people talk about shows that are on Apple Plus mm-hmm. and people say Like we hear it's one of the better services at the moment Mm -hmm. for content. So, but yeah, like Apple's king of phones and computers and now taking over Hollywood. What? Who would have thought? Yeah, really? (laughs) We'll see if it goes through, but well, the fact that Disney, there's even rumors that Disney has to sell or be bought, like that that's how he's going to save the company uh doesn't that just show really how bad like we're speculating but like doesn't that just show they're really in trouble if that's even being considered yeah absolutely absolutely so
0: hopefully they can turn things around but i mean we'll we'll see just just i mean for me myself as a a lover of entertainment particularly the the brands that disney has acquired you know star wars and and marvel i want to see them be successful so so we'll have to just wait and see what happens
1: yeah i've come to the conclusion that The people that made stuff successful aren't there anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And that Disney, also Disney hasn't really been creating their own new stuff. They have a pattern now of just buying other companies that have made money. Instead of more Walt's way of, hey, we got to be creative and inventive and we should be pushing the envelope. Now someone passes them and they just buy them. And then it's good for a while Mm -hmm. but then the people that made that company they bought good they all just hit the jackpot and work for a while and then slowly retire uh and then you're left with the name but the people that made it what it was are gone and uh there's no new company to buy pretty much that they can afford Mm -hmm. so anyway that's probably enough disney talk
0: Oh, well, it sounds good. Disney specifically. uh,
1: I could go on for hours. I agree. (laughs) I want Disney to do well. I want kids to like going to Disney. I I agree with you Mm -hmm. and all of that. Uh, But I think South Park was right. Mickey Mouse is the devil. (laughs) I think, once again, South Park had it right so long ago.
0: (laughs) Oh, good stuff. Good stuff, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, on to a little more uh, lighthearted uh, topic that I wanted to bring up with you. So right now, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's uh, August. It's the midst of like, you know, the dog days of summer. So, you know, it, we're past the 4th of July. We're past like a lot yeah. of the, the big blockbuster movies that would have been good in the past. I mean, I remember like summertime in the box office. So the, I was going to the movies was really fun before. Uh, but again, uh, so right now it just kind of seems, okay, what do we do to beat the heat? Usually if we were all together, we would be barbecuing. With Just like the coolest thing to do. And then waiting for the the fall uh, season of football to come back, things like that. We'd
1: be watching the Dodger game. Oh, Dodgers.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's entertainment available, but it's just kind of like, you know, when it's, you know, it's 100 degrees every day and you're just kind of tired of it. It's almost like you'd rather just for it to be fall and go back to school. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, so I wanted to just bring up summer barbecue. So that was one of our favorite things to do as a group of friends, which was really, really cool. Uh, and again, uh, uh, Los Toros, I mean, we were like their number one customers, right? We were just buying meat all the time from that particular yep. market in, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> in South Amani. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I just wanted to ask you, like, what are you barbecuing these days? What have you been doing, uh, to, for, to, for feeding your family as far as like introducing them to, to the good barbecue? And I know you're kind of limited, right? Cause there's no carne asada in Texas.
1: I make my own. So I've gotten around that problem because I have, I don't know if I told you this, I have Los Toros marinade.
0: Oh, you have mentioned that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have their beef and chicken marinades. I can make here. So, as you mentioned, we used to go there so much, you know, for people that are listening. When Albert and I both served our missions and were out of California for two years, like that was a store that recognized like we were gone. And like my older brother, Tad, used to go in there and they'd be like, hey, where's, you know, where's your friends? Because now Tad was by himself instead of uh-huh. a group of guys. So, yeah. yeah, when we got back and then we I think we even went more after the mission. Um, but I developed a relationship with with some of them and kind of convinced them, you know, they didn't understand that. Particularly, I was talking to him about my sister Brandy in Indiana that there's no connoisseurs mm-hmm. around, like, they just don't have the culture down there. And he's like, What? And I'm like, Yeah, that like it doesn't exist. Now, it could today, this is 10 years ago, um, roughly. And uh, so yeah, he agreed, like. Cause I told him I wanted to buy meat and ship it to her, but I'm not sure how to safely do it. Got to have dry eyes. And I talked with him like, well, what if I just ship the marinade and she bought her own meat? Cause then it wouldn't spoil. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I have the marinade now and you can actually, you can actually walk into the store and buy it, Albert. Oh, cool. Uh, now they'll sell you the spices, but there's a liquid you got to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the liquid I can order on Amazon comes in a gallon jug. Once again, they showed me what it was. Uh, I order on Amazon now. It arrives at my door, add the spices, and I put it in the extra fridge. And I can make carne asada and pollo whenever I want. And it's really good. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Because they don't have anything like that here. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So I've now the kids don't really eat, they're still kids. They eat chicken nuggets and Mm -hmm. things. But Sarah loves it, but we we still do carne asada. We did a lot of, we've done a lot of chicken. Ann's favorite thing is hamburgers. So I grill a decent amount of hamburgers. And I occasionally try to smoke stuff, but I'm not good at it at all. Mm. Um, my main cooking technique is sous vide for most stuff in the water bath. Oh, what's that? I, I don't think I'm familiar with that, that style. Uh, so you put... <clears throat> Actually, let me turn the camera here so if you look that black thing on there that has something sticking out the center in the center of the table yeah uh, what that does is that's a container with water and when you turn it on you can pick a temperature and you can cook meat perfectly so like chicken for example you know the worry is you're always going to undercook it someone will get sick or you're going to overcook it so no one gets sick and it's really dry you put the chicken in a ziploc bag or a food saver bag and you put the water at like 150 and you put the chicken in there for an hour and it's perfectly cooked, but it's still really juicy and tender. And then you can throw it on a pan pan in the kitchen to sear it. So it takes longer to cook, but it guarantees good good chicken every time. It's not undercooked or overcooked. Um, So I cook all my steaks in there and then I put them on the grill to sear them. Um, I'll leave in for my carne asada So remember back in the day, you know, for all our barbecues, like someone had to be out on the grill cooking the meat. And at some point meat comes in and people start eating. But the chef or the griller, you know, just picks at it because he's going to eat last because he's got to cook all the meat. Mm -hmm. So now when I have a party, this this might blow your mind, but this is my favorite thing about it. I'll actually cook the meat and the chicken a day before on the grill. And I like the chicken will be undercooked. I just put it on there to get those grill marks on it on the outside. But if you cut the center, it's still raw and I'll dice it into little cubes. Now, the nice thing, Albert, is it's the day before. There's no hurry. Yeah. I don't have to make sure the meat stays hot. I don't like I literally I'll take the chicken off the grill and I'll leave it on the countertop for 30 minutes. I won't even touch it. I'll cut it all and I can put it in a bag and put it in the fridge and then the next day I just put it in. The water, and it stays in the water all day. And when we want chicken, I just pull it out, dump it in a bowl, and I have like unlimited meat that's hot and not overcooked. And it's the greatest thing because like if there's a bag we haven't used at the end of the night, just put it in the fridge, or you can put it in the freezer. Um, but yeah, it's changed with with meat, beef, and chicken. It's, it's changed my life. Like, I can cook a party for a hundred people and have like all the meat ready the day before and yeah, don't yeah. have to spend any time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just sits in there. And when the, when the tray gets empty, you pull a bag out, cut it, dump it in. And then when that tray, when it gets empty again, you just pull it out, cut the bag, dump in another pound of meat. That's hot, fresh, juicy. Uh, I'll have to talk to you about it more offline. Cause I could go on for hours, but <laughs> uh, if you like chicken, it's my favorite thing.
0: Oh, that sounds perfect. That sounds just absolutely like the the best way to do it and, and solves the big problem, like you mentioned, because uh, the cook would actually have to be sneaking in his own bites here and there just to make sure that he doesn't miss out on anything. So yeah. I think sometimes with our barbecues, like half the meat will be eaten before we're actually serving to everybody. We're just like <laughs> wanting to jump in and grab something.
1: No, that's what I said. Like, it's great because now uh, you don't miss the football game. You don't miss the baseball game. You just yeah. do it like you. I've even done it like days before, and just thrown the stuff in the freezer. And the beauty is when you reheat it sous vide, you can't tell that it was cooked two days ago. You cannot tell i've I've done experiments with Sarah and other people mm-hmm. And uh, they think it like I've done steaks, put them in the freezer for I've cooked them, put them in the freezer for three months, take it out just let it thaw out, put it in the fridge and then sear it on the grill and they think it was just cooked. Uh, but it was actually cooked 6 months ago. And you can reheat it the next It's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> you know when you you know when you reheat steak, you got to do it in the oven because the microwave it doesn't taste good as good. Mhm. I I don't know if, if you ever if that's your opinion. To me, beef doesn't reheat well in the microwave.
0: No, no, it doesn't. In fact, Allison and I have the problem of like not eating re uh, uh, leftovers because like it doesn't taste quite as good. So we like we just forget about it and then oh it's old no it's just throw it away now.
1: Yeah, heat it in the sous vide. It tastes like it was just cooked. Oh, very so cool. I'll even I've done corn in there. Like you can do, you can get pretty wild. I've reheated other foods too, because um, yeah, it just takes time.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: So you gotta have make sure you have the time to do it. But once again, I've kind of gone around that by trying to prepare stuff a day before, mm-hmm. like cook it the day before. Um, so now I'll well, what I do, I'll go to Sam's or Costco and buy the big, you know, five or six pounds of chicken breast. Come home, sear it, cut it, marinate it, sous vide it, put it in. Uh, I bought it so because I do it. Often enough, I bought a food saver. Mm-hmm. So you put in a food saver and seal it and throw it in the freezer. And just, I have, you know, like one pound bags of meat. So when we want, you know, meat, I just go grab a pound of meat, put it in the water. It's ready in an hour. Tastes like I just made it. Uh, or like even for just, even for white man tacos. Uh, or Ann likes witches. We'll cook up like two pounds of it, and I'll just put them in little bags, fr- put them in the freezer, and then to reheat it, I just throw it in the sous vide. Awesome. So anyway, I should stop talking about it because uh, uh, I the sous vide. I want to get better at smoking, mm-hmm. but uh just I think I got a crappy smoker. I have a cheap smoker. I have a pellet grill. I don't like it that much. It's a cheap one, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm blaming the cheap smoker. <laughs> <laughs> At least fifty percent, half of it for sure. Me, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we—I don't know if you remember. Uh, Tom has cows. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we slaughtered cows over a year ago, at his place. We didn't. We had a he had a butcher slaughter. Oh,
0: get that—that was him. <laughs> sorry,
1: yeah, him and a couple. So when Tom got the cows, I was like, "Hey, I want in, man. Like, can I call dibs on a cow?" for me because I'm like oh that like I've always heard the stories of yeah. people we knew in you know in Utah got a freezer full of meat <laughs> I'm like all right that's gonna be the greatest thing so I called dibs on a cow um, I end up getting a third of a cow and that's it's been be over <laughs> been over a year and we still have a bunch of meat in the freezer uh-huh. Um, but yeah so lots of beef we learned a lot our butcher sucked um, we need a better butcher uh, but yeah that's California boys trying to Tom in particular, Tom and Susan have cows. It's an amazing thought. That
0: is amazing. I never would have thought that, especially with uh, Susan growing up in Burbank, you know. That, right. Like, yeah, Bur- Burbank people ain't like,
1: you know, reading cows. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, uh, this winter should be a good winter. We have a lot of roast. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to just having a lot of roast and trying different things. But I, I experiment more with food than Sarah, I think. So... Well, you put you know,
0: the, the experiment type, which was really, really cool. In fact, I always remember just uh, family get togethers at the Turner's uh, doing uh, deep fried turkeys, which were so good. So I don't know if you've been doing any experimenting with deep frying.
1: No, I, I don't have the deep fryer anymore. Um, I've actually sous vide a turkey. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I kind of switched uh, to that. I did, I've deep fried a couple times when I lived near Tom, because uh, he has a deep fryer somewhere, I think uh-huh. still. But at his old home, he it was in his garage, and I was like, "Hey, can I borrow that?" Um, yeah, I haven't done one in years though. But uh, that's still one of the best turkeys. Oh yeah, absolutely
0: yeah. Especially when you inject it with the special uh, the sauce that you get. We'd get all- yeah,
1: the spicy herb and yeah, or the spicy krail butter was the one we lo- that we liked. That's the one. Yeah, that's still one of my favorites. Now I will though. Sometimes even my sous vide ones, I'll I'll inject it. But I've I've started trying to make my own sometime. My own marinade's doing Jack. Mm-hmm. They've been okay. Just takes a lot of work.
0: Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, good things usually do. So the guys, yeah. be taken,
1: right? Yeah, but I, I do miss the frying. Those were the best turkeys. Those were really good. Those were good times. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm
0: um, really looking forward to when we get everyone together to talk about times like that. Should be really I, fun.
1: Are you... Uh, you got a little, little grill on your patio there or negative?
0: Uh, no, there's a community grill, which, again, we have to share. But, I mean, it, it, gotcha. eh, it's a decent grill. But uh, we, we cooked up some steaks the other day, actually. So, friends, uh, I think you knew Tony Aguilar, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so him and his family live in our complex. So yeah. they, they offered uh, to grill me some steaks for my birthday, which was pretty cool. Nice. So, so yeah, so so he uh, marinated it himself and did it as well. And then we just sat there and cooked it together, and it was pretty good.
1: Man, speaking of that, you know, I was thinking the other day, Ah, I miss Greenfields. Is it? Is it still there?
0: Greenfields is still there, but it's under a new ownership because it has a new name. And I forget okay. what the
1: new name is. But, is, uh, it, is it? Have you been there since? No, I haven't been the there ownership.
0: since we moved. Uh, I really wish I had took in more advantage. So for those who aren't aware, uh, Nick and I, we lived in uh, Covina. We were roommates together for many years, like eight years together. Mm-hmm uh and then down the street from us was a really cool brazilian churrascaria called greenfield so yeah it's the kind of uh where they ser- serve you the the meat on the the swords and it's all yeah. you can eat is pile it on until you tell them no the more i'm done uh anyway so when when allison and i got married allison loved it too but i mean like we got a li- little more into uh eating in because you know we want to save money you know yeah. we're, we're poor.
1: <laughs> now <laughs> poor, i got you. I mean, that's,
0: yeah greenfields was
1: not a, a cheap dinner so yeah
0: yeah and then when we moved to Upland I mean I just kind of completely forgot about it but I remember driving by I think we were visiting the Holtz Clause or something like that like a year ago or two mm-hmm. years ago and we drove right by and it's oh it's called something else now it's not Greenfields but at least it was still there so
1: oh uh, that's funny Jeff sent me a picture the other day it's been a while but he sent me a picture of a menu that I couldn't really read just the front of the place and was like where am I and I'm like it was taco treat and I knew it Oh, <laughs> Went by, I got some deep fried, uh, some chimichangas, deep oh, fried very burritos. Cool. Very cool.
0: Before you said taco though I would have said, oh, maybe he's sending you like a Dino's uh, menu.
1: Oh, man, Dino's, another great place. Yeah, yeah. Don't have anything like, an like that here. <laughs> Nothing like that here. We yeah. got good barbecue, though, man. You got, you know, when you come out here someday, you'll have the best barbecue you've ever had. Oh, that's definitely one. I should, I should say some of the best because, you know, many states have great barbecue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My understanding was the, the, the Southern, I mean, obviously Texas would be at the Southern state, but like, I guess like the true South, like Louisiana, they're pretty prideful with their, their barbecues, right?
1: Every state is. Come on. We're Americans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. That's true. That's true, man. <laughs> we, just like I'm like Carne Asada. I'm a, I'm a Carne Asada snob. Mm-hmm. I met, I met a family this summer at the local pool. And they'd only they'd been here a few months. And I'm like, all right, let me guess. You just can't find a good carne asada. And like both the husband and wife are like, yes. And I'm like, I get it. I know. You never will. There's one good place, you know, that'll fill your need. They're like, how do you get around it? I'm like, I make my own. <laughs> I ship it from Cal. I ship the marinade. Um, Yeah, it's it's a common you know, If I meet a Californian that just moved here, I'm like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. You're not finding it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a carne asana snob, not a barbecue snob. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, very cool, man. Very cool. Uh, did you have any other topics you wanted to bring up? I have one more, but I want to make sure we get uh, all your conversation topics in.
1: All right. I'm going to say something. that I'm assuming this was your topic, but let me say it. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Messy.
0: Uh, no, actually, it wasn't, but we definitely should talk about messy.
1: Yeah, I saw a guy uh, had his unif- his pink uniform on the other day <laughs> I'm like messy it's like and I'm from Florida I'm like we were just walking by each other at the store I'm like nice I wanted to be like I was in LA for Beckham <laughs> I get it anyway yeah. had had like Beckham vibes very cool you know but yeah what do you think of uh Me- now it's funny cuz I wanted to watch the game the other night and I'm like damn it I can't find it and then of course uh, I saw someone on Twitter ask like hey where's the messy game and they're like apple plus and i'm like the sons of (laughs) sons of a motherless goat (laughs) ah i didn't i haven't watched him yet because i'm not i'm not buying the season pass
0: Okay, I, I can understand that for sure. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I'm a sucker for it, so I went ahead and did it, and I, I loved it. But it's like I feel like I'm maybe not taking as advantage as I should because I mean MLS is kind of in a weird situation right now where they're doing this like in in season tournament with uh, La Liga with Mexico called uh, I forget what it's actually called, but like, yeah, they took yeah. a month off and like their mean, Galaxy's already eliminated, which is kind of yeah. frustrating. So they don't play again until August twentieth. But but in the meantime, I mean, since uh, Inter Miami signed Messi, they've just been fantastic. It's been gold. Yeah, they they played uh, Dallas, FC Dallas in Dallas. And I heard like the tickets were going for like 800 bucks, something crazy like that.
1: Yeah, it was. uh, And I was pissed, too, because I think it like then. Well, I had looked at tickets before Messi signed. I don't remember Miami being on the schedule. Sarah said they like added it. Oh, really? Which I don't don't know if I believe because I'm like, no, the schedule, it's, they were, they're scheduled out for the season.
0: Well, I think this is uh, for the tournament that's between MLS and uh, uh, La Liga teams. So it it wasn't a league season game. So it doesn't hurt either team in the standings.
1: Okay. That could be it then. That would account for it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go, but yeah, I'm like, I can't, I can't afford that. We went, uh, we went to a Ranger game last month. Oh, I saw with the Dodgers, the Dodgers right? Yeah, I yeah.
0: saw those pictures. I guess uh, uh, Cassie was in town with her kids, right? And Katie, yeah,
1: yep, they came. So the plan was we were gonna go there this summer, and then Sarah was like, "Hey, you know the Dodgers are gonna be in town," and like called Cassie and was like, "We're gonna come to you, but like we want to go to the Dodger game." So Cassie was like, "Yep, we'll come to you." So yeah, they spent a couple days. We did a water park, but yeah, we went. Went to the Dodger game. It was a good day for the Dodgers. It was very a sad nice. day to be a Rangers fan. We we beat the crap out of them. Oh, very good, so <laughs> Sarah was not happy, which I would agree. It was like if if the Dodgers had lost by that much, I'd have been really pissed. Like it wasn't even close. It was mm-hmm. it was like a ten point victory. So
0: yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I actually had this conversation with Marcelo on an earlier episode. It's just the the the, the rule change, I guess, with uh, the the pitch clock, right, or pitch count.
1: Yeah,
0: it's just making it just a ridiculous uh, uh, high scoring games, which I guess could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your point of view. But
1: what is your point of view? Let's I'd like to know.
0: Oh, cool. I'm glad you brought that up too. So actually, I I also had this conversation with Jeff a couple months ago as well, Jeff Haskins, but uh, I
1: listened, I heard, I listened to that. Okay. Very
0: cool. Very cool. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I understand the idea of making the game, I I guess, more appealing for the casual viewer who would like, they, they want to see home runs. They want, if it's soccer, they want to see goals football they want to see touchdowns I mean in that regard I can understand high power offense is attracting the casual viewer which would mean I guess more revenue but at the same time I think it kind of uh uh how, how do I want to put it like it, it seems to me that pitchers before were doing really well in the having their ERA so low so it almost kind of seemed like you know it was like uh making a better player out of people you know the fact yeah. that you have to like work harder, whereas as, I guess it kinda in a way it kind of seems easier, I guess. I don't know if that makes any sense, but uh sometimes it can be exciting. Like, yes, you're seeing your team like score 10 runs and then you know win the game, but then the next night they're giving up 10 runs. So yeah. uh, that that weird influx is kind of like uh you know, I, I thought things were fine the way before, to be honest. But
1: what do you think about the uh that you can't shift like you could before on defense? Oh, you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a little hazy on that rule. I don't quite understand that one.
1: I don't remember. So, you know, certain players, if, yeah. you know, power right-handed hitter the are, or, or, yeah, they'll leave like third base open and move the defender over to the right yeah, side because yeah, yeah. your odds are they're going to hit it that way. Yeah. Like you can't now shift a, a guy fully over. Um, I don't remember all the rules, but you just can't shift like you used to. Oh, okay. So those, those yeah. power hitters. But if they didn't hit a home run, you're pretty much going to get them out because they're Mm -hmm. only going to hit to one side of the field. Yeah. And uh, in one sense, I like it. I was like, oh, that's good because now those guys can hit. In another sense, I'm like, hey, wait a second. Like, this is a game. Defense figured out your weakness, which is what you're supposed to do in Mm -hmm. a game. You find the enemy's or the other team's weakness and exploit it. And then in my opinion, what that means is as an offensive player, your job is now to exploit the weakness of the defense. Like there's a whole side of the field open. If you can just hit it to the other side of the field, it's a guaranteed hit 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't like that you can't switch anymore because I don't think it improved the game. Personally, I don't think yeah. it improved the game. I think it meant it just made it so that these these power hitters don't have to learn to hit the other direction, mm-hmm. which is going to mean less home runs. But it's a guaranteed on base if you could just hit opposite field as yeah. that power hitter. Yeah. Like, if you could go opposite direction, you can make the defense have to cover that and keep your odds open better for the other side. So I feel like they they just hampered the game mm mm-hmm. Uh, and are trying to make off offense more easy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not because the offensive players better, or they're exploiting a weakness. It's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's basically cheating, in my opinion. Yeah. And the pitch yeah. clock, I think, I think it's dumb too. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm wondering if, uh, you know, MLB actually noticed. I mean, is it making a difference? Are they bringing in more viewers because of the, the high scoring games and the shorter games? Right. Games are about uh, 30 minutes shorter than they were before. Is that right?
1: I think it's like 20, 20? It's okay. 20, 20. I just remember the season's gone on longer. I remember when it first came out, when people announced how much time was saved, it was like I think the first report was like 15 minutes. And it was like, oh, all this for 15 minutes maybe as the season's gone it's increased that a little bit but still like that was part it's part of the dance and the show like and the game mm-hmm. like like games used to be faster uh, but then people started exploiting weaknesses and slowing down just like you know when, is, when was the last time a, I shouldn't say last time it happens every season still but like, in our lifetime, we're probably going to see a season where there's not a single pitcher that pitches the whole game, nine innings. Mm-hmm. But when we were kids, we saw that all the time. Mm-hmm. So, the game is changing. Uh, but I think, you know, I think a lot of the sports have gone down. Basketball's down. Um, everyone's trying to kind of keep up. But, yeah, I, I don't think the changes are good for the game. I agree with you that there might be some short-term Advantage, But in the long term, I think it's going to cost them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, though, but. I'm not a fan of of the MLB changes. Mm-hmm.
0: Marcelo seemed to think that they were possibly going to change these back after just one season. But I mean, we'll have to just wait and see what's going to happen.
1: No, I mean, I think the plan, too, is. The uh, so even I'll touch this on on soccer, like uh, the computer calls. I don't like it. I'm watching soccer and I can, you can clearly see the guys off sides, but the sideline rough doesn't call it. He's waiting for the computer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that you didn't need a computer to make that call. Yeah. Yeah. But like there. So even for goals now, like the chip in the ball that can read exactly where it is in the cameras. I mean, it's cool stuff. Um, But yeah, there's that human element that's taken away that like gives you a lucky break yeah you know which if you're the losing team sucks but that's always been part of a- athletics in mm-hmm. sports so yeah wh- what happens when all the balls and strikes are called by the box on the tv i don't know if you know that like that's where it's going oh, yeah yeah, I heard, I heard
0: about that yeah they're
1: already testing that in like minor leagues and places um it's the box there's no longer like once again, as, as fans, it's like, hey, if you're a ref, I just want you to call it even. Mm-hmm. If their pitcher gets that corner, then my pitcher gets that corner. Yeah. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Just call it the same. That's fair. Now it's just a computer. I, yep. I think I think it's making the game less exciting.
0: You know, it's actually kind of funny. Like, that was maybe the one common denominator that fans could – rally around against that you know we hate the referees but now okay now we're gonna hate the computer now I guess <laughs> yeah. you know that's a good point
1: that's a good point <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way but you are correct we will, we won't like whoever's making the call I guess yeah <laughs> oh very cool man very cool hey, uh, I, yeah go ahead. I, mean, I do have another question are you watching any basketball at all
0: uh, I haven't been watching any you know it's, it's kind of interesting when with the Lakers actually playing better uh and towards the end of the season, going into the poll season last year, I was kind of watching, and that was kind of fun to watch. And uh, I'm, I'm happy with some of the changes or some of the, the re-signings the Lakers have been able to do. But uh, So we'll see if they can continue the the momentum. But, I mean, I think they did build some momentum and interest towards the end of the season. So I, I probably will check out some games when the season starts in you know, late of October, November, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, let's just wait and see how, how NBA plays out this year
1: yeah are you familiar like phil jackson doesn't watch the nba anymore like no
0: oh, no i hadn't heard that
1: yeah he didn't like because it brought in politics too much oh okay um i just think the game's gotten boring it's nothing but like people shooting threes no defense mm-hmm. i just don't know if you've noticed any of that i don't really watch any games anymore i watch stuff on youtube i see highlights and hear people talk about it but uh, but I did one? notice,
0: I mean, again, going up with the same uh, idea with baseball, yeah, there's been tons of high-scoring games where, like, both teams are scoring, like, 130 points in the game, Yeah, which is, like, kind of ridiculous. But, like, yeah, you're right in that defense has kind of suffered or or players just aren't really interested in playing defense. But, um, no, nah, I mean, I, I, I still enjoy the game for the most part.
1: So, we don't have to go long on this, but I, I heard the other day, um, you know, that our Olympic team – we're going to lose our Olympic basketball team. We're going to lose again. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, huh, are we going to lose again? And I'm like, man, who's like, who in basketball is an OG tough, like a Jordan, a Kobe. Eh, it's going to come back, make sure you win magic. Mm-hmm. Like They're not there in the league anymore. In fact, I heard a lot of the best players in the league aren't, aren't going to play because they're like, what's in it for me? not not paying enough yeah like man anyway so i only want to say that now so after the olympics happens we can find out if i am correct or not that we are not going to win a gold medal in fact we might not even medal <laughs>
0: very nice very nice so so one more topic i wanted to bring up just briefly you- it's cool just to see the the instagram post that derek pulses often you know with shows you guys have been to which yep. is really cool that's one thing i miss uh getting to go to shows and concerts with the, the, the boys. Uh, so you guys got to see the, the Toadies, which is completely random, but I thought that was kind of cool. And then uh, uh, Yellow Wolf, I'm not familiar with them, but, uh, <laughs> but G-Love and the Dirty Heads as yes. well. So, yeah, if you could share some of your experiences with those shows and some of uh, the, the times hanging out with Derek and
1: Tom. Uh, well, it's concerts. You know, We love the concerts. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I love about all my friends are similarities. A uh, Toadie's was just kind of a, I got lucky. I got to go. Um, it was cool. Uh, it was small. Uh, it was fun. It was just Derek and I, we just kind of chilled near the mm-hmm. back, near the sound booth. Mm-hmm. Generally, if you remember, like I like being near the sound booth now, cause that's probably where the sound is the best. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I wasn't familiar with all their music. Um, I was never a huge fan of theirs. Right? I don't think I ever owned their album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But in general, it was just a fun, I think it was a weekday concert or Friday night, uh, the dirty heads concert that, so I didn't know right away that G love, uh, was going to play. In fact, Derek went with his ex wife to see G love a while ago and didn't tell me. And I was pissed. I'm like, (laughs) dude, G love wasn't like, I totally would have gone because Sarah had never seen him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, So I think it was Sarah actually found online and was like, Hey, I think she said G love was playing. I'm like, what? And we looked it up because on their tour, they had a couple bands listed and they weren't all traveling the whole country with them. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't sure, but I was like, Hey, G loves like Louisiana. He's going to, he'll be on this side of the the country on this tour for sure. Yeah. Um, Maybe the West coast he won't go, but we should see him. So uh, Derek didn't know either. told Derek, that g was going to be there and Tom and Susan, we were all excited. Um Gila was great. So happy we got to see him. Uh, Yay Wolf, I never heard of the guy. So we, uh, not in our olden age, we had pit seats, but we actually went and sat in the back, in the handicap section. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's the Toyota Music Factory. Yeah, but it's actually one of the best concert venues I've ever been to. There's not a bad seat in the house. We were in the, it has a lawn, uh, but you can close, it has garage roll-up doors for the lawn. So if, it, if it's not a big concert, they can keep the doors down and have the AC on, which in Texas in 105 degree heat, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't hot, which was awesome. Love the venue. We're in the very last row, which is handicapped cushioned seatings. And we just did the, Hey, we'll, we'll chill here for sure. We're going to go up for dirty heads. But uh, we're just going to chill back here and have a good time. And if we get kicked out, then we go down to the pit. So we we stayed in the back for all the openers. Uh, so G-Love was great, great view, but Yay Wolf comes on. And I kid you not, it was one of those experiences, and you've had this before, mm-hmm. where the crowd's going crazy. Like over half the crowd is on their feet. Like they're a headliner. Mm-hmm. And like we had a girl in front of us. We got a little video I have to send you. Like she freaking like, Lost balance, jumping around. <laughs> and Susan got it on camera because you could, she could just see it coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the guys, you know, we get home and look him up, and like he's got music from ten years ago, so he's not new. Mm-hmm. But live, he was much better live than listening to his albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people went wild. And just on that live performance, I would recommend anyone listen to him. Uh, he's done collaborations with Kid Rock and. A bunch of other well-known musicians uh, and then we went down to the pit for dirty heads and at some point you saw a pit. uh derek took uh, his daughter down to the front who we brought and uh, for g love th- he was like hey we're going to the bathroom took her they went to the restroom and then they went down to the pit and got her close to get some pictures um and uh, it was great it was a great concert at a great venue. We all had a great time, uh, just like old times. Uh, if you'd have been there, you'd have, you know, fit right in of course, but it was great yeah. music. I've really become a big Dirty Heads fan. Like when they used to open for 311, I just thought they were okay. I didn't think they were that great. Yeah. But really their their last few albums I really like. So I listened to them a lot. Um and they're they're much better live now too. Oh, very They've cool. They've gotten much better live, so if you ever did get the chance to see them, I'd say I think you'd you'd appreciate it.
0: Oh, very nice. I definitely want to take that opportunity if uh, when, when the time comes. We'll see. But uh, well, no, right. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, even on summer concerts, like, you know, you and I, we're getting older. We used to go to a concert every other weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, like. These concerts were planned out months in advance, like, all right, with with children and who can go and. Like, there's more concerts I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Those are just the only ones I was able to go to. I know you understand
0: that. Oh, yeah, absolutely understand that now at my older age, too. But uh, yeah, if you ever find yourself back in the Southern California area, which I'm sure you will, you can obviously your family's still here. But uh, the the new concert venue that recently opened up actually was last year is the the Yamava Theater, which I I love. It's been really, really cool theater uh, attached to the San Manuel Casino. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah, so they built like a new annual, amphitheater, Yeah, right
0: inside the casino, like no bad seat in the house. Really, really cool. Like, uh, I think it's like a 4,000 seater. So, I mean, it's decent size, but it's also kind of intimate. And they've been getting some cool artists to platform there. Like, Allison huh. and I saw Incubus there. And then we also saw nice. a country artist that she likes, uh, Kelsey Ballerini uh and then uh, the new kids on the block were there and she kind of joking he said hey can you talk to Marcelo?" <laughs> i was like uh yeah i'll see if i can reach out to marcello uh sure enough Marcelo was there for their show <laughs> oh dude i bet he would have hooked you up if you'd have called him early yeah if i had called him earlier he probably would have but yeah they got a lot of like you know bands like that like the Smashing pumpkins and then like uh i think uh ice cube was there janet jackson like uh andre Bocelli of all people you know so
1: it's funny because there's a casino in oklahoma that's like an hour from us Uh where we are uh and they get bands all the time too the casinos are are doing pretty good with concerts and other things
0: yeah maybe i've noticed i've "I've noticed that trend to fix things right
1: (laughs) no i don't think you never went when they first opened the tower uh they had a little concert venue there did you never go
0: uh that doesn't sound familiar no
1: okay i think it was just Marcelo and myself i know we went and saw 311 there and it wasn't a huge it wasn't a big venue um it was a standing room only i think from what i remember and uh, but yeah i remember going out there that's where i don't know if you remember <laughs> see if this brings your memory there was a guy that used to he was blind i don't if you remember the blind guy that used to go see 311
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do remember him.
1: Yeah. That was I. that was one of the places, if I recall, that I, I really remembered him because like after the concert, he was like, hey, I need to like people were talking like he needed a ride to L.A. Like he had gone there on his own blind. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, I just came and I'm going to the concert tomorrow night. I got to get to L.A. I don't know how I'm getting there. And everyone's like, all right, who lives near? Anyway, uh, one, I think at least one time we went and saw 311 there, Marcelo and I one night but it makes sense like i said i've noticed casinos seem to be doing well with concerts compared to other places yeah yeah
0: oh very cool man very cool that was kind of all the talking points i had tonight did you have anything else you wanted to bring up
1: no i think that was long enough we don't i don't want to bother people too much sounds good we did go pretty late (laughs) i lost track of time there that that actually went by really quick for me so
0: yeah it did so had to take that into consideration when we have the whole guys but i, I anticipate that we're going to go really long for that one so
1: doesn't have to be like a five-parter
0: <laughs> oh very nice well thank you for joining me tonight nick it's always the blast and it's always great to have you just ready to go for the moment when i need you so so thanks uh for giving me your time tonight man
1: anytime always here
0: okay thanks a lot nick so you've been listening to the the casting for fun podcast thanks everybody